0: The Tropical Legumes Project started in 2007 with funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It has sought to help small farmers by boosting the production of legumes. Plant scientist Chris Ogiewo spoke to me about the project out of Nairobi. I started off by asking him, what's so great about beans? Many
1: times nitrogen is applied as fertilizer, but we have the bean family fixing this nitrogen into the soil making use of it rather than waiting for inorganic application.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're kind of easy to grow. They also help the soils. What about their nutritional values? You
1: don't find another category of crop that has got such high quantities of proteins. Besides the proteins, we have fairly good amounts of oils. And of course, besides the good edible oil, it also has good enough balance of the carbohydrates. Mm. You know, most of the so-called food security crops where you have rice, where you have maize, where you have wheat, where you have, you know, all the the root crops, the cassava, potato are mostly starch-based. Mm. And so they need an accompaniment that, that balances these starch from just empty calories to something that includes the vitamins, the micronutrients, and the proteins. That's where the legumes come in as regular accompaniments
0: for this food. Well, just to throw a fact in there, for example, in Central Europe, on average, the daily intake of legumes is about 22 grams, when the recommended daily intake is around 60. So here in Central Europe, we're eating about a third of the beans that we should be eating. And you also hear about how beans can basically replace meat, and we're eating too much meat in industrialized societies. But let me ask you this. Why haven't beans really taken off in certain parts of the world? Because of the fact
1: that the commercialization aspect of it has not been very advanced. And so when we don't have the private sector engagement in terms of commercialization, the supply of seeds becomes a problem.
0: So commercialization and maybe also perhaps marketing somehow, like beans are not necessarily a sexy food, like, I don't know, avocados or something, right?
1: You know, when you're talking about the private sector here, you're talking about the seed supply end, but you also talk about the post-seed supply and the grain end. Mm-hmm. And most of the markets, whether local or international, whether the grain market or processing market requires a particular quality standard. So then it fails really to get into the proper market chain. The value chain ends up being incomplete because of the failure to have those quality standards being met along the value chain.
0: But can you speak a little bit to the climate benefits of beans? Yeah. So while we would be spraying a lot of chemicals,
1: for example, to control pests, which is also quite a major source of soil pollution, air pollution.
0: Biodiversity loss, not to mention. Biodiversity loss, of course.
1: Now, the bean family in rotation with the cereals cut off the buildup of these pests. That if you don't have to get involved in all these huge commercial organic and fertilizer processing, then you have really resolved a whole big issue of what goes into the atmosphere in terms of industrialization. That is not to mention carbon sequestration.
0: Yeah, I read that they release five to seven times less greenhouse gases per unit compared to other crops, which is really astounding. So we're talking beans today, and you're involved in this project. And what I understand, it's kind of a, a reboot of beans. What does this project do? So the seed is a vehicle, a small,
1: tiny vehicle that carries you know, millions of best pairs of DNA into the hands of the farmers for purposes of improving the farmer's livelihood sequencing to identify where these particular traits could be, and then development of markers that enable this process of transfer of these traits from the relative or the parent from which it is being transferred into the commercial variety, and then, of course, stabilizing that trait in that variety, and then, of course, going through the process of variety release.
0: And if I understand correctly, it's not genetically modified. No, we don't
1: handle the standard genetically modified organism, GMO, by definition per se. All we've been doing at this stage is basically following advanced technologies to be able to do what otherwise would be done by regular conventional breeding.
0: You're basically developing new strains and then offering those to the farmers. And and what kind of results have you seen?
1: So great results we've seen. Varieties that are developed and released within that period for 15 years across 15 countries and across six different crops is 304 improved varieties of legumes. And if you think in terms of the grain, they're talking about nearly 5 million tons of grain produced. And we looked at the value of this grain over the period at nearly 2.6 billion U.S. dollars in terms of value of grain. And the farmers we've been dealing with across these many countries, we're talking about 22 million farmers.
0: It's this high-quality nutrition, so contributing to food security. It's helping people's incomes. Are beans the future of farming and nutrition? Investment in the
1: bean family, the legume family, it is investment that pays.
0: So beans are amazing.
1: Beans are amazing. (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. (laughs) The Tropical Legumes Project has since morphed into something called Avisa, or the Accelerated Varietal Improvement and Seed Delivery of Legumes and Cereals in Africa. It's pretty interesting. Check it out. Just enter some keywords into a web search.
1: DW